Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Dear self-circumstances, we, we tend to think, well, let's pray to get them out of the circumstances. But often persecuted Christians are asking us not to pray, to necessarily, not just to pray for them, to, to pray with them. Pray for the things that they're praying for. And so they're praying that, uh, that they'll be able to share Jesus with their neighbors. Right? They're praying that uh, even as they face, say, imprisonment, that they would still bring glory to God as they're put in prison, right? They're, they're praying that they would see a move of God in their country, that those who are doing the persecution would find uh, forgiveness in Jesus Christ and their lives would be changed. How powerful is that, that even in the midst of trauma and in the midst of chaos, they still are spreading the word of God. We're joined today by Andrew Croft. He is the communications and relations manager at Open Doors Canada. They recently released the 2023 World Watch List. Now, this ranks the nations where Christians face the most severe persecution and discrimination. And today on Connections, Andrew will share with us the results and the findings from this year's watch list. Andrew Croft joins us today. He is the communications and relations manager at Open Doors Canada. Open Doors uh, Canada recently released its World Watch list. We're going to get around to that in a little bit. But first of all, tell us a little bit about Open Doors Canada and what Open Doors Canada does. Yeah, so Open Doors uh, Canada is part of a worldwide ministry called Open Doors International. Open Doors has been around since 1955, strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. We were begun by our founder, Brother Andrew, who wrote a book called God Smuggler, many of your listeners maybe have heard of that book or read that book, uh, but he began smuggling Bibles across the Iron Curtain to strengthen persecuted Christians uh, in countries like, uh, at the time, Czechoslovakia and Russia and East Germany, to name a few. And uh, and so from there, our ministry has, has changed over the years, but we continue to strengthen persecuted Christians through uh, Bible distribution. We also do uh, what we call Christian community development or social economic development to help Christians. And we do training to train Christian uh, churches, pastors, leaders uh, to help them as they minister uh, and so that they can remain where they are and be salt and light for Jesus Christ. Now, you also release yearly and annually a world watch list. For those who don't know what that is, tell us a little bit about that. Yes, the world watch list is... Uh, an annual ranking of the top 50 most dangerous countries to uh, live in as a Christian. And so it's a product of both desk and field research. It's all compiled together. It actually takes more than 4,000 people that are involved in the process to put together this list. And it really helps uh, shape where us uh, shape, you know, where we should work, where we should direct our prayers, how we can help the persecuted church. How do you guys figure this all out and how do you, you know, dig in deep and find out where this persecution is happening? Yeah, so there's a there's a there's a complex methodology. I, it's like a 65 to 70 page document. Uh, but uh, what happens is uh, through a series of questionnaires, uh, talking to people, uh, they try to be as grassroots as pop- possible. So get to the people who are on the ground answering these questions and then based on the answers to the questions, uh, they get scores and then a ranking. And so uh, the, the World Watch List measures six things. It measures uh, five types of vi- pressure in community life, family life, church life, national life, and one other that it's not going to come to me right now. And then it measures uh, violence. 
And so uh, when you put those, each of those get a score out of 16 and two thirds, you add that together, you get a score out of 100. And, uh, and it puts then the countries in a, in a row, in a row, in a list to determine uh, what is, uh, where the most dangerous country is. Now, as we mentioned earlier, too, it is an annual list. Why is it done annually? Because you would think, well, things are really going to change, but that's not the case. Well, yeah, things things absolutely do change. Um, now, while there are countries uh, that will be in similar positions and, and many of the countries will change, we do have new countries coming in, countries falling off, uh, countries moving up and down. And so uh, this year, actually, I... I so a, a bit of useless trivia on the World Watch List. There's only two countries that are in the same spot on the World Watch List that were in, that they were last year. So it does change. The rankings do change, uh, and it, and it helps us to understand really how much uh, persecution there is against our brothers and sisters in different countries. And it's amazing that it's still happening in 2023. Now, speaking of the 2023 World Watch List, tell us a little bit about what you found and what was discovered this year. Yeah, so uh, 2023 World Watch List, North Korea returns to number one. And so North Korea has been the number one on the World Watch List most years uh, since about uh, 2002. Uh, and last year it wasn't. Afghanistan was at the top, but North Korea is back. And North Korea is a very difficult place to be a Christian, illegal to be a Christian, illegal to own a Bible. Uh, about 70, 60 to 70,000 Christians are in uh, prisons or labor camps. Uh, for their faith in Jesus in North Korea. And so North Korea returns to number one. But one of the big things that is showing up in the in the research for the World Watch List is the rise of violence in sub-Saharan Africa. And so we're seeing a number of countries uh, that are showing up on the World Watch List or are moving towards the World Watch List from Africa, largely because of violence. And that violence is often led by extremist groups. Uh, Nigeria being the, the country... Uh, that really hits the brunt of it. In fact, on average, 14 Christians a day are killed for their faith in Nigeria alone. How do you see this changing as time goes on and as days go by? Well, uh, unfortunately, it seems that persecution is growing, uh, getting worse. And so if the trends continue, uh, we're going to see an increase in persecution. Uh, We're going to see more Christians being persecuted, more violence, particularly in Africa, uh, you know, with the Taliban's uh, taking back Afghanistan back last year or the year before, I guess, um, it really uh, kind of emboldened some other uh, groups that hold a similar ideology. And so now they feel, well, if the Taliban can have victory, then we can have victory. And so we're seeing a rise in uh, ex- extremist groups and Islamist groups. And so those groups uh, will unfortunately keep pushing and we're likely to see an even inc- further increase in violence in Africa and other places across the globe. So how is Open Doors Canada coming alongside it, uh, alongside these persecuted churches? Yeah, so Open Doors uh, is a, it's a worldwide network. And so we come alongside. So in places like Nigeria, where there's been a lot of violence, we're coming in and we're doing things like trauma care and counseling. We're providing uh, uh, emergency aid. You know, a, a village gets attacked, uh, houses are burned, people are killed, unfortunately. So we're coming along in trying to help the those who have been left behind uh, and, and whatnot. In other countries of the world, we would be doing uh, training, 
to uh, to strengthen church leaders so that they can lead their church. Uh, we run pl- things like safe houses in some places of the world simply for Christians who have had to flee their situation, give them a safe place where they can uh, rejuvenate, in essence, where they can be strengthened and whatever so that they face what lies ahead for them. And so we come alongside in, in, in numerous ways. Those are just a, a few examples, but uh, we're there on the ground to do that. And then the, the other thing that uh, Open Doors is really focused on is prayer. Uh, we One of our core values is that we are people of prayer. And, you know, the number one thing our persecuted brothers and sisters ask for is pray for us. How And, and so uh, we're really encouraging the church in Canada to be praying every day for the persecuted family. Speaking of the church in Canada and us here in Canada, we take this for granted. It's something that we don't have to deal with here. Where can we start? You mentioned prayer. What what other ways can we start helping our persecuted brothers and sisters? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, the, the first thing that people could do is they could download the World Watchlist Guide, which happens to be full of uh, information, but also prayer points. So it's a, it's a great way to kind of add it to your devotions. Uh, I mean, there's 50 countries. There's about 50 weeks left in the year before the next list, at least. So, um People could, you know, pray for one country a week or you could do it daily and pray for a different country. Uh, on our website, we have all, all kinds of other prayer resources as well. Of course, I mean, we are a charity in Canada. We do take donations to strengthen Christians uh, through that. And so donations can made it, be made at opendoorscanada.org. We also do letter writing uh, where we send letters to persecuted Christians to uh, encourage them and let them know that they're not forgotten, that that Christians across the world, their brothers and sisters in Christ are remembering them and are praying for them. And so uh, there's information about that on our website as well. Going back to the World Watch List, this is the 30th year that you guys have done this. Not something really to celebrate because we don't want to see people being persecuted for their faith. But what does this say about what the, what's going on? Yeah, so over the 30 years, um, it's, I mean... Though the World Watch List was started 30 years ago, after the fall of the uh, of the Iron Curtain, Berlin Wall came down, and Open Doors realized, okay, we need to figure out where to put our focus, and so that's where the World Watch List kind of got its its start to do some research, figure out what countries we need to be working in, and over time, it has really helped direct our work and allowed us to work in now more than 70 countries where we recognize that persecution is happening, and so. The World Watch List, uh, the, the 30 years, is it, it's shown us that persecution is growing, unfortunately, but it's also enabled us to be present in more places and more countries so that we can come alongside our persecuted family and strengthen them so that they can uh, be encouraged, strengthened, and remain where they are and be salt and light for Jesus. What was the most surprising thing that was recognized or that you found in this year's watch list? Yeah, so I think that the average person looking at this World Watch List, if they've paid attention to last year's World Watch List, is that Afghanistan is not, it didn't just drop from number one, it dropped all the way down to number nine. Hmm. And uh, and that's like the lowest it's been in a long time. And people are like, wait, the news is telling me that Afghanistan is really bad, that Afghanistan is getting worse. And the reality is that is absolutely true. Afghanistan has not gotten better, but what has happened in Afghanistan with the research is that we only can report on the research that we get and the incidents that we get. And and the Taliban has been busy setting up their government, so they haven't had time to 
uh, target Christians. And we only take, you know, if a Christian is killed because for whatever reason, that doesn't matter to us unless it's faith related. For in term, I mean, obviously it matters to us, but it doesn't matter for the research unless it's faith related reasons. And so uh, there has been less violence against uh, Christians for faith related reasons in Afghanistan. So that has brought their score down significantly. But the reality is, is that for converts in the country, their situation hasn't changed. In fact, the church has actually gone further underground than before the Taliban took over, which had just made it even harder for the research teams to get the reports, to get the information. And so uh, it speaks to our methodology that we're, we're going to follow our methodology. We're not going to make something up because we believe Afghanistan is there. But uh, we do know that Afghanistan is still just as bad for converts. But when you look at the number, it is very surprising. Very surprising for our persecuted brothers and sisters out there. If they had the opportunity to speak and say, this is what we would love for you to pray for, what do you think they would ask for when it comes to prayer? That's a that's a great question. And I mean, uh, obviously, I mean, difficult circumstances, we, we tend to think, well, let's pray to get them out of the circumstances. But often mm. persecuted Christians are asking us not to pray for to necessarily, not just to pray for them, to, to pray with them, pray for the things that they're praying for. And so they're praying that uh, that they'll be able to share Jesus with their neighbors, right? They're praying that uh, even as they face, say, imprisonment, that they would still bring glory to God as they're uh, put in prison, right? They're, they're praying that they would see a move of God in their country, that those who are doing the persecution would find uh, forgiveness in Jesus Christ and their lives would be changed. And so, I mean, we pray for strength. We pray for encouragement. We pray that they would know that they're not alone, but we also pray with them that they would continue to be able to be uh, a witness for Jesus Christ where they are. You mentioned the website a little bit earlier. Again, for those who want to learn more about the watch list that want to learn more about Open Doors Canada, want to use some of the resources that you mentioned earlier, how can they go about finding out all of that information? Yeah, so you visit our website, opendoorscanada.org, and uh, should, you should be able to find all of that. Uh, there's the World Watch List, there's prayer. In fact, we also, one of the things I didn't mention earlier, we do do advocacy, and we are taking the World Watch List to Parliament in early March, and uh, we are asking Canadians to invite their MP to come to that event so that they can hear what is happening to Christians around the world. Uh, so that it can affect the policies that Canada makes uh, when working with countries around the world. And so people can do that specifically at opendoorscanada.org slash invite your MP. And then find everything else on the website. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for making time for us. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, it was a pleasure to be here. And thank you so much for joining us and for listening today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.